Hey everybody, this week on All Things Fishing, we will be talking about filling a terminal lock for saltwater. On this episode, we will go over um, what hooks, uh, what stuff to put in the terminal locks for stripers, sharks, and then other smaller saltwater fish. Hey everybody, I am super excited to be recording the 54th episode of the All Things Fishing podcast this week. And uh, this week, like I said in the introduction, we'll be talking about filling a terminal box for saltwater. Um, but before we start that, uh, I've gotten to fish a couple of times over the weekend because we were on vacation. Um, we're at a house close by the Rappahannock River. Um, it was we had a we had a great time. I caught two or three fish, or I actually really only caught two fish um, on that river. Uh, one of the one of the fish was actually one I've never caught before, and it was a northern pufferfish. Um, the only type of pufferfish that I've, I think it's the only type of pufferfish that lives in the Chesapeake Bay. So I was very excited about that. It was only like six inches long, which is about as big as they get. Um, and then also a white perch on a uh, cotton cordell bait bonanza. So that is my lure of the week for this week, or for last week, the lure that ended up working for me. Uh, for lure of the week was a was with the, was the uh, cotton cordell bait, cotton cordell bait bonanza, and that's really only because that's the only tiny crankbait that I have, like the only tiny lipless crankbait that I um, use a lot. I have like I think one other, but that's really the only tiny one that I use that can catch white perch. Um, yeah, so I had a great time using that lure, and it's a it's a great lure. It is basically just a tinier version of the of the cotton cordell super spot. Um, and it does come in a couple more colors than the Super Spot does. So, I'll get into... Oh, and um, something for Lure of the Week. Well, obviously, like I said, the Lure of the Week for last week, it was the... Um, lure of the Week for, la- for last week was um, the Cotton Cordell Bait Bonanza. Um, and for I decided for Lure of the Week, I'm not going... Um, it's going to be what I guess would work for me in my specific area... It probably won't be a segment that'll help you guys very much, but just to like um, kind of make myself guess what lure would work and see what lure actually ended up working for the week. Um, that's basically just what that this segment's going to be about. It probably won't help you guys as much as I originally planned it out to be, but um, it'll just be a fun thing I can do to um, add a bit more time to the podcast. So for lure of the week for this week, it is in my area. It is cooling off a bit. It is get we're getting we're at the end of summer. It's starting. We're getting into fall a bit. Uh, the bass are coming up into like, the bass are really going. The water temperature throughout the entire water column, so like twenty feet or four feet, is around the same temperature now. Like the it's kind of leveled out. Um, before in the summer, the shallow water would just be too warm for the bass to hang out in. But in fall, in the rivers that I fish, there are um, the bass. The bass usually come up in the shallows, or the bass will come up in the shallows more often than much more often than they would in the summer. But also, they'll hang out in deeper areas of the river. So really, the entire river is the same temperature, so they can't really tell the difference, um, except like the difference between like um, the different types of cover, um, stuff like that. So they can't. So really, the bass can be anywhere in the rivers that I fish right now. So probably, I don't have any fancy fish finder, so because of that, I will probably go something that I could search a lot of water with at once, so probably like a spinnerbait or a deep diving crankbait. Trolling would be, I could imagine trolling with a deep diving crankbait. I can imagine that being very good, um, very good right now. I don't have a boat, 
Um, but I can imagine trolling being very good right now. Um, just being able to cover a ton of water in a short period of time with um, deep diving lures. I'm just guessing that would be good right now. I don't really know. But really, any lure that would cover a lot of water is what I'm probably going to be throwing this week. So I guess we'll see how that, uh, we'll see how that, how well that type of lure worked for me um, on the next episode. So like, uh, like I said in the introduction, uh, for for the main part of the episode this week, we've got filling a terminal box for salt water. So this is kind of, this is going to be about the same thing as we did last week. Last week, I think we had bass, catfish trout we i don't think we had trout but bass catfish and panfish and stuff like that um so this week like i said we are going to have stripers sharks so really any toothed um predator that you're fishing for and then saltwater panfish or like really any tiny saltwater fish you can probably just have one terminal box for those all those types of fish um in that smaller saltwater category so starting up for stripers i've got um, just like for hooks in the hook category, you've got Eagle Claw, already snelled hooks. Um, probably you want to get like the double, so like the snelled hooks has like a regular bait holding hook with like a piece of monofilament usually line attached to it. Usually you only get like the double snell, so it'll have like two pieces of monofilament going to one loop. That'll just make it stronger for some of uh, the bigger stripers out there. Um, and then also... You're gonna want um, like at least the, like two or three big circle hook rigs, just so you can. Um, if there's some big ones swimming out there that you can either see from your boat, or you can just like kind of see jumping from the shore, um, or if they're breaking you off, if you have some big stripers breaking off your line, then you want to switch to like a big wire um, wire rig. Not like a double one. Those aren't the greatest for stripers. Just like a single one. You can put a giant hunk of bait on a circle hook um, and cast it out there, and you will not break off if you have the right type of line. Um, so, yeah, you don't have to worry about fish teeth with that one, I guess. But also um, regular bait holding hooks for just uh, really for catching striper bait. And this will also be in the, in the uh the the toothed predator category that I'm going to do later in the episode but um yeah so that's what you're going to want for hooks not a whole lot you just need a lot of each of these types of hooks um yeah and then for sinkers you got pyramid sinkers bell sinkers um and then that's really all the sinkers you need but you will want those in like from probably two ounces all the way up to like eight ounces so you can cast like if there's heavy weight if there's like there, if the water's really choppy, if there's like really big waves, if there's currents where you're fishing, then you'll want something like a six ounce sinker. And then if it's just like, if you're crazy enough to fish and like hurricane force winds, then I guess that's probably when you'll want to use an eight ounce uh, sinker. But there are very few chances that you're actually going to be fishing um, when you'll need a sinker that big. But it's just good to have one in your tackle box just in case. Um, and then for swivels. It's generally not the greatest. I I use swivels because I've found a very good 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 ones that I like a lot. Um, there are mu- there are lots of other ones that I've had to test to get to this point where I have ones that I really like. Um, the other ones I've tested have been some of them have been terrible, some of them have been less good, and but um, some of them I have had like I would lo- I would lose every single fish I would catch I would hook into because the swivel would pull. Um, and that's the reason a lot of people you don't don't use swivels; they just tie knots. But I use swivels because 
a lot of my rods are going between bait and lure, so I can switch between the big old rig and a um, and a lure, and I can switch if I'm using lures, I can switch different types of lures much quick, much more quick, much more quickly than if I was just tying. Um, yeah, so I just I use swivels. It's easier. Um, if you're going for, if you're like taking the time to set up a rig for big stripers, you don't want to use a swivel. You want to take that time to tie, you want to take that, I don't know, whatever it is, 20 seconds to tie a knot. It is worth it to tie a knot like that if that's going to keep you, if you don't have great swivels, it's worth it to like take 20 seconds and tie a knot if it's going to keep you from losing every single fish that you hook into. Um, yeah, so for swivels in this tackle box, you might not use them as much, but you're going to want barrel snap swivels and just regular barrel swivels. So next up in the um, toothed fish category, I guess that's just what I'm calling this category. So this category could include bluefish, shark. Obviously, you're not going to want the same tackle for bluefish and shark. But really what this is is just having tackle that is all insanely strong and wire. You don't want any monofilament on this, any like any tiny little weak point. A shark's teeth or a bluefish, a bluefish's teeth could hit and you could break off immediately. So you don't want to take any chances. So for that, you're going to want circle hooks, bait hooks. Um, so circle hooks for catching, like big circle hooks. I like anywhere from probably like four-aught for like really tiny ones up to like, I don't even know how big they get, but however big you can get them, just so you can put a giant chunk of bait on there if you're going for relatively big sharks from the shore. So you can put a big chunk of bait, attract some fish that might not come to it otherwise. Um, and hopefully catch more big fish, um, specifically shark or bluefish, that way. Um, and then also bait holding hooks. So just like regular bait hooks that you could catch, like anything you can catch kingfish on, um, which I'll have specific stuff to catch that in the next category. But anything you can catch tinier bait fish that you would be using for sharks um, is what you're going to want in this tackle box. Uh, or in this tackle tray, really. Um, and then also you're going to want some big wire rigs, not like double bottom rigs that you'd use for tiny fish. You'd want like at like very much thicker gauge wire than you would think would actually be necessary just cause a shark, if you're catching like actual shark, not like dogfish, like if you're catching actual shark, then they will break off, um, a rate, like if they, they would most likely break off a regular wire rig. You'd want like a very heavy duty wire rig if you're specifically setting up a rig to go, if you're specifically setting up like a Ron Reel combo um, to go for a big shark. Uh, next up is sinkers. So for sinkers, you're just going to want the same stuff as you would, would, as you would want in the striper category. Uh, you're going to want pyramid bell sinkers and all of those in a very wide variety of ranges going from like probably one ounce or two ounces all the way up to eight ounces, which you would probably never need. And then even more so for shark than stripers, you don't want to use swivels. If you're taking the time, if you're spending the time on the beach to, um, cause obviously shark catching big shark is much more rare than catching like panfish. Like if you're going for bass, you're not going to catch a giant shark nearly as much as you would catch like a, uh, a decent sized largemouth. So you're going to want to take the time to, like, you don't, that, if you, if you hook into a, if you're lucky enough to hook into a fish, you don't want, to, like, you'd want to have taken the time to be prepared and to not um, have any weak point in the line, uh, specifically a swivel. So you don't want to use a swivel for shark, but um, in case you're setting up a bait rig when you are shark fishing, 
um, or going for big shark. In case you're setting up a bait, uh, bait rig for that, then you would just want some swivels so you could switch out rigs that ha already have um, bait on them. So that's all for the, so that's all for the shark category. Um, really, if you uh, all these things, this is kind of like I've heard walleye fishing is. You just want a lot of all of these different things because you will probably break off quite a few times before you figure out what you like, what specific company that makes the tackle you like. Like if whether it's like and really any any company out there, if you like it, you, you're gonna break off many times before you figure out what company works and what's com what company like doesn't um, is more durable than others in your opinion. Um, yeah, so you just want lots of these different. Uh, you just want lots of all of the things in the shark category. Um, yeah. So next up for smaller saltwater fish, if you're just going from the beach trying to have fun, if you're just going for like spots. Or um, uh, so like southern kingfish are a big one that are very very good shark bait. Um, whether you're cutting them up or putting them live on a hook, they're very good shark bait. But like stuff like that, if you're going for sea trout, small stripers, any tiny saltwater fish like that, saltwater panfish, any tiny saltwater fish like that, that's what you'll use this tackle. Um, that's what you'll use this terminal box for. Um, so for this, so you're gonna want eagle claw snelled hooks, and then just regular bait hooks without that um, that pre-snelled uh, monofilament. That's all you're gonna need for the hook category. That's really all you'll need to catch um, fish. There's not really many upgrades you can make that can make it easier. Um, and then for sinkers, you'll want more sinkers than you would for stripers or shark. You'll probably want pyramid sinkers for casting it out there far, anywhere from one ounce to four ounce. Um, bell sinkers, split shot, drop shot, really the split shot you would only use to like keep a bigger sinker in place because you can pinch them and they won't move at all. Um, and then drop shot for in case you are just like, you, if, if you're on a boat, you could just like, if you're using like a really tiny, um, not really strong, if you're using like a medium light setup, um, then you could use that on this and you would catch, you would have a great time catching tiny saltwater, um, tiny uh, saltwater panfish or anything like that um yeah and then next up for the swivels you're going to want barrel snap swivels and snap swivels the exact same really all the types of swivels that there are um and yeah so that's what you're going to want for these uh and you don't have to like you can take the time to tie many knots when you're changing out rigs or something like that um, or like I always use swivels for these specific types for like these types of fish, like these tinier saltwater fish. I always tie swivels for, um, for these types of fish. Or I, I always use swivels for these tinier saltwater fish because they, they're not going to break off. Like they're not, you're not going to catch, you're not going to catch like a 30 pound, um, croaker or a 30 pound, uh, um, tiny like saltwater sunfish or anything like that. You're not going to catch a 30-pound thing like that. So if you're specifically going for small saltwater fish um, and using hooks that would that you would use for small saltwater fish, then I would always use swivels because it's just easier um, and it's not you're it's, you're not running a risk of breaking off or um, having your swivel pull. Um, yeah, so I just always use swivels for tiny saltwater fish because it's just easier. Um, and then for all of these categories, um, these are for the. Ta for the terminal tackle boxes that you're going to want to use for all of these. Um, so I kind of forgot to do that in each of these categories, but really all these categories are the same. 
um, you're not going to want a fancy Plano Edge terminal box because it's just not going to be worth it. It's going to get beat up. It's going to get cracked probably because you're going to throw these around in the bottom of a boat or they're, they're going to get sand in them. So you're going to want like a waterproof uh, Flambo or Plano, just like cheap Flambo or Plano box is going to be probably what, what's best um, for all these different categories. You could technically use a... Uh, a fancy Plano Edge box if you have one for pan for like the saltwater panfish, like tiny saltwater fish. It's just not worth spending the money on one if you don't already have one. So that is all for the um, terminal box saltwater episode. Uh, hopefully, I helped you guys decide what to put in terminal boxes for these saltwater fish that I've talked about on this episode. Obviously, this is not even close to all the saltwater fish. This is just the only ones that I've had experience with. Like I don't know anything about tuna fishing. Like, giant bluefin tuna. I do not know anything about that. I guess all I know is that you use a big hook. That's really all I know about um, tuna fishing or any deep sea fishing like that. Um, yeah, so I'm not an expert um, in any of... I'm not an expert in any of these categories. Um, and then also, I just don't have any experience at all with any... Um, these are all the saltwater fish that I have experience with. Um, yeah, and then same thing for the last episode. For the freshwater edition of this, um, I don't have like I I don't have any uh, experience with pike or walleye or muskie, or else I would have categories for those in that episode. But um, I would love to. Uh, we just where I live, we don't get we don't we don't we hardly get bass. We have a f- we have some good spots for bass, but bear like it's not a bass fishing area. Um, and then we go we get no pike, muskie, or walleye. I would love to, but that's just why I don't have those categories in here. So really in these two episodes, the past couple episodes, the um, terminal box, uh, filling a terminal box episodes, I've just put the uh, fish that I that I know, like I've, I have a lot of experience with. Um, yeah, and then I don't, I didn't put any categories for fish I don't know, like pike or walleye or muskie. Um, yeah, so hopefully this helped you if you're deciding if you're trying to figure out what to put in a terminal box for these types of fish. Um, Yeah, and I'll see you guys next week.